And along this stretch, one of the more underrated things on the coast, I think personally, is Cape Perpetua. Um, I've talked about this before. Uh, it's where Thor's Well is, which Thor's Well is super cool. Um, it's worth the stop. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Hey, 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 it's that time again. Are you too cool to clink nowadays? I clinked. You were just too busy listening to yourself because, you know. No, you didn't clink. I said clink. Rewind it. Everyone rewind. Tell us. I didn't clink. I said clink. Fuck. God damn it. You edit these things. I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah, you didn't clink. I said clank, clack, clink, clack, clink, 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 clack, clack. Don't let him, don't let him try and trick everybody into the he did not. They don't know. They know. The OGs will know. What's up, guys? How have you been? How are the wanderers? Let us know. You know, email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Pretty easy. Slow that down. Rewind it. You got it. We we love you guys. Um, shout out to all you wandering. Uh, we'd love to see some of your adventures. Shoot, send us some pics. Shoot, we'd love to see where you're you're at, what mountains you're climbing, what frontiers you're seeing. You know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you. Um, I know for me personally, I have not been able to get out much um which has been been kind of a bummer i haven't even been able to go out on like a bike ride in the outside or anything i've been confined to work and then we've had a bunch of wildfire smoke so i've been confined indoors due to air quality as well so speaking of wildfires i heard that there were 77 here in montana yeah i actually just saw a map of like the west and you guys are uh you guys are on fire i mean it we i all winter long i was saying it I was like, we're not getting enough snow we're not listen to the podcast <laughs> go back a few episodes i guarantee you'll hear me talking about it because you know we talked with andrew we talked with ray some firefighting experts they've had years of doing it Fuck, they knew this year would be bad um it's crazy. It's real crazy. Um, we just got to be smarter. Um, and cause a lot of these fires are human started. That's the sad thing. Yeah. Right. Is when you really break it down to see like, well, this dummy decided to take his dirt bike up a road and he was fucking with, you know, spark plugs and ignited a fire and he took his shoes off and ran <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard how a lot of the fires, um, a lot of the fires around here have gotten started. Um, I've just been, I've been just like. Living it. Yeah, because it's all smoke, man. You know, I know there's some down in California, just south of us. Uh, I know there's been some like kind of up closer to like Roseburg and Eugene. And so. I just kind of sit here and go, man, I really hope, uh, 
I hope it clears up so that way I can like go do something outside. Uh, and you know what I actually really, really like about your schedule and how sometimes the May, June is April are really open for you. Yeah. Um, what I really love about that is that to me is some of the fun times to be in the parks because you got the baby animals, you have the green grasses. Because like me and Jared were driving back from the Bighorn we fishing there this last weekend. And we were driving back and we were looking at the, all the brown and the fire smoke and like, holy crap. Because we saw some fires where like cars were pulled over on the side of the road and you could see where it started a fire, you know, because something was happening to the car. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sad to see because you see like, fuck, it's crazy how fast it can just burn up real quick, you know. Oh, yeah. It's nuts how that. And, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but we were, we were talking about how... Uh, like, you know, it's great. When we go, it's green, it's beautiful, it's lush, um, the blue skies, sunny days, you know. So I, I like that. Uh, we get to experience some fair weather for sure. We do. I, I love it too. Um, that typically the time we go, because, you know, the one thing is we've been inside because it's been winter for so long. And so it's been just cold. Um, and the, it's not light as long either. So by the time spring comes around and I do have some more time, then I'm like, I'm like itching to get out. And so I, that's when things really start to go. And then the weather just keeps getting better and better. So you get this like momentum ball that just builds up. You're like, oh, there's a weekend adventure. Turns into a long weekend adventure, which turn, then it's like, all right, no, let's keep this puppy going. <laughs> No, I feel it, man. That's like this summer for me, I've, I've fished a lot, but like I was thinking about, I was thinking about this really like deep thought. And, you know, if we had that music right now on the podcast, that deep thought, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but going back, like all I've ever done my life is fish. Yeah. Little kid, go to the lake, fish, catch fish, do fish, go to the cabin, fish, do this, fish, 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 right? This summer, I've been having so much success throwing everything I got. Even got my tackle box stolen this summer, which sucks. But that's on me. I left my garage open. And uh, I, I don't know if I showed you the ring video, but there's a video of the person walking into my garage, taking my shit and leaving. But yeah. it sucks, but I, I've gone back to the basics, buying some good lures, but just hammering fish, loving it, getting outside, getting hot. It's been 100 degrees, 90 degrees here, just like constantly. So just getting out on the water and fishing and uh, loving it, dude, so much. Yeah, that's, that's, a nice, that's a nice summer. Before I started working, I was outside all the time. I found this group played sand i play sand volleyball so i'm outside in the evenings playing that like two three times a week i'd be i was biking and all that but now with work i gotta put it on hold should have a couple of open weekends though um hopefully maybe you never you never know until you really know um but i'm hoping to maybe do at least something for like maybe a day <laughs> i feel that man i feel that we got some big things matt buddy man he's uh we're gearing him up to come to Montana. I got to pay him to come here, though. Okay. <laughs> um, you got to pay most people to go to Montana. Right. Actually, that's not true. It's beautiful. You have to pay people to live in Montana. <laughs> oh, Matt, buddy. He's a good, 
He's a good guy. I'm excited. He, it's good stuff coming forward. Check the socials, honestly, guys. Uh, you kind of can keep up with us on the daily, um, which I like. Um, yeah. Because you, you, your daily grind's kind of lame right now. So if you want to see some cool shit, check me out for sure. Because I, I like to travel. I really like to force it, you know, go. Just hey, do, you do know, I got something cooking up. I got something cooking up. Don't worry. I, you Don't say worry. that. I, I do, and I, I have actually been putting work into it with the little bit of time that I have. So I, like, it is actually like brewing and fermenting and growing. The seeds, the roots are being made right now, and we will be sprouting soon. I love it. I mean, I get it, man. You you know, you're hyping it up. All about it. All about it. You know. But yeah. it's like Jared, my my cousin. He loves fishing too, but he's a fair weatherman fisherman. You know, he likes going when it's nice out, not when it's too hot, not when it's too cold, not when it's too windy. And it's like, I'm the type of guy, you just got to force yourself to get out there. You got to do it because if you want to be good at it, you want to be the best at it. That's that's how I feel we are. We're the best at doing what we do. Um, And I love fishing. I love getting out on the water. I love water activities. You know, I swam and I'm just going to be the best at, you know, boats i don't know whatever <laughs> whatever it may be but whatever helps us find bigfoot out on the water and you know we'll do exactly. it we'll, we'll um uh, i want to i kind of want to transition a little bit here into something i think people high up have been listening to our podcast because we have been saying this for a while and now it's actually happening, but Angel's Landing is looking oh. to get a permit. <laughs> I know. what. Which one of you works for the National Parks, BLM, high up, and had this great idea of ours to permit yeah. Angel's Landing? I mean, shoot. Yeah, like, I mean, we, were, we have been saying, at least I have. Since we did it. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> you know, on the podcast, too, we have been saying it um, since... Shoot, whenever we did like our top five parks, I think. <laughs> whenever Angel's Landing came up the first time. Yeah, whenever we talked about Angel's Landing the first time on this, we have been mentioning it. And now it's actually happening. They are putting in a permit lottery system um, very similar to Half Dome, which is one of the things we said. <laughs> so my question to you is we know what the fuck we're talking about right yeah we're, we're experts are we not that's the question i mean yeah i think we're logical <laughs> is what it really comes down to and i mean we were there we we hiked it and we saw what it could potentially blow up to and then with covid19 it blew up to that because everyone wants to get outside, which is awesome. But because of that, you know, it, it's a, it's a narrow way to hike that up and it's sketch if you're crowded. So, you know, and there's, you can go quite a ways without needing the permit. It's from, I'm assuming it's from the, the, the like bathroom pit toilet break, huh? 
yeah or whatever it's up on top i believe so it's called like boy scout landing or uh view or something yes. like that you can go all the way up to that point um, yes without needing a permit so which makes sense because because that's also a trailhead for another hike i believe yeah 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 um totally walter's but that's where you encounter walter's wiggles coming up to that so you yeah, still yeah. you still get that kind of fun and i know that's it that's an accomplishment for a lot of people just to do Walter's Wiggles. It, yeah, it is, you know, and that's a good spot because that's when it starts to really like on a crowded day, it starts to turn into those single file lines that you see up there so much. Um, that's just because how narrow it is. And it's, it's a, it is a safety thing. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, um, it is so narrow. You have to let people go forward and then you have to let some people come down type of deal. No, you're 100% right, because it sucked. It really did suck doing it, because I saw impatientness come out on that hike. Oh, yeah. And you have people just like, I'm going to pass you, because, mm -hmm. like, you're being too slow for me. And it's like, it's not about being fast or slow. It's about being safe, because I don't want to die because you're doing something dumb. And that's how people die. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the most frustrating, uh, like, group of people when we did it, were the impatient ones. The guys, I, I distinctly remember, like, I believe, like, three separate times, like, a group of people, like, it'd be, like, one, two, maybe three would come, and they'd just zigzag their way through the people, and they'd go, and there'd be people coming down. Everyone's, like, waiting for this group to come, and they're like, nah, I'm going, and you're just... You're watching them. You're going like, no, that's not this. That's not a good move. You're endangering yourself and the other person that's trying to come down the other way. Well, and that was the thing is what really sucked about those groups is it was like you're almost like your guys that are living out of their car. Yeah. That like we're doing all these parks. We're doing it. We're living out of our van or Jeep for all these days and this it was the like we're doing this stuff and, and it like the respect is isn't there and i think that's the one thing when it comes to doing these things going on these journeys is the respect needs to be there because i i look at this land north america specifically and i have these conversations with matt all the time but I truly believe and feel that the native peoples on this, on this land were numerous. You know, you have half a million, you, this census is coming out 9.7 native million native Americans in this country. And they are in their numbers in the reservational homelands at good numbers, I would say. And I would say there's 10, 10 plus million just because of how many don't trust the government don't fill out their census form yeah i i also get that but also how many people are just claiming native american because it is the census and they're not like truly looking like you're not wrong that I, I mean that number is less than five percent you kind of number you know what i, I mean? know but like you but, can cancel out the ones that are like don't trust their government yeah, so I mean, nine point seven is pretty accurate. I I give it the bump to ten, just because there probably really is close to ten American Indian, Native, you know, 
based on when you look at tribal enrollment numbers and stuff. But ba what I'm saying is, if you talk about the bison being in the numbers the bison were in, the tribes out here on the plains, the smallpox disease, everything that was that came west that wiped it out, those cultures were there. Those trade routes were there. So it's part of the respect, I think, because you would go to an Angel's Landing back then, and I'm sure there were people hiking it and doing it because of the area it was in. It was a spiritual, a lot of national parks are built where spiritual stuff for Native Americans are. And if you have that, you're going to have those pilgrimages. So you have people doing those pilgrimages, praying and seeing. So I could definitely see these beautiful points and these beautiful landmarks still doing, they do to this day. I mean, you know, that's why you do going to the Sun Road, you know, you can hike it. It was a trail through the park. Um, and it's, I, I, there's just something to it. And I think that's the, 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 the disrespect you see is, is that running up and down. And what's sad is that contributes to the permit process. So those same people are probably pissed off. Now I got to get a permit, but it's because of how those things are handled. If it was no, this group comes down, our group goes up. This group comes down, our group goes up. Like it should be the zipper effect, the most effective thing at work. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we we mentioned it like a couple episodes ago when we talked about the permit system, uh, when we kind of debated it, how, yeah, it is a bummer. It's a bummer for those spur of the moment things. But it comes down to safety and a respect for that area more is more important than you wanting to go last minute and check something out. Um, and what kind of sucks about it, and we're, we're, we're contributors to this because we do share our Instagrams. We love that. We love right. the follows. Um, is that drives it. Um, but I think it drives it sometimes in an ugly way. Um, because it attracts the wrong the wrong people. Um, yeah, that, you right. Know, they're, they're just going to the location and taking a picture versus Ooh, going to the location to experience it. Because I think, like, for me, that's what, like, it, it, it's gotten me into trouble with you. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite Hawaii because I just trust you thinking, like, that... Yeah, this trail will be a good trail, doable, fine, not going to do the research, right? Yeah. Because I want to experience it for what it, you know, the majesty that it is. Like, I don't know what's at the end of it. So I'm going to just, okay, it says it goes to the mountain peak. Well, we'll see when we get there. And it's like, holy shit, when you get there. Same with Pyramid Lake, you know, just kind of just randomly doing it you know i should have been more prepared i'm i'm, I'm i mean <laughs> that's the research i should have done was the preparedness for this hike which i didn't um but I, like there's just something to it there's just something to that awe and that majesty oh yeah 100 percent. there is that like that spur of the moment where you're like i'm told something's at the end i don't know what's in between or anything really else other than that um like the blue pool was that way yeah 100 you know it's funny because like 
you know how you like destroyed on a hike where it was very little research for like this is where we're going this is what we're supposed to see type deal like you're not the only person to have gone on a hike with me and they're just oh, like, I know. kind of going with you mark let's just go and then at the end they're just like that was the worst experience i've ever had mark <laughs> you know i i had a i had a, a friend down in Humboldt. Uh, she still reminds me to this day when i told her it was 12 mile hike and she goes yeah 12 miles one way <laughs> so yeah no and you did that one where we uh the first time we did the blue pool yeah that was like that yeah, that was another one where it was like oh. i don't well i have no idea where the trailhead for it was and fuck it, we almost started the 45 mile <laughs> one way trail <laughs> this is good i don't think this is it mark yeah yeah so i mean it's but that was part of it that was it was just getting out and experiencing it and what i liked is the very little research you know that was out on the blue pool at that time when we when we first started you know adventuring together and i i i, I like having that going and i like sharing that with people i like taking pictures and sharing pictures um, but it, it's, it's one of those things that angels landing fucking, there's your proof horseshoe bend. There's your proof. Yep. You know, grand Canyon, even for that matter, the more and more shit that comes out about the grand Canyon, the pop more and more popular it becomes same with Yellowstone. You know, I've seen Yellowstone construction grow that park firsthand and I'm only 26 years old, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like. You know, I, and I don't meet a lot of like influencers, Instagram influencers, social media influencers. I don't talk to a lot of them, um, but the few that I do, the one question I always like bring up is like, do you feel that there should be a balance in like going to these places? You know, because a lot of people just go to get that picture, especially influencers. And so when you see that as a layman's person, you're like, let's just go and get the picture. So it's, I think it becomes an interesting dance for the influencers. And I always try and ask them about their, how they manage it, if they care about it or if they don't. No, yeah, no, I think that's a fair question to ask. Cause I, I agree with you. Cause it's like, I look at pictures from Glacier National Park and don't get me wrong the views from Lake McDonald are spectacular, but I've seen it a million times. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'll keep looking at it because I like Glacier, but yeah, right. But it's like, I like the ones where it's like, well, where in Glacier is that? You know? Um, and I think that's, that's the thing that I like about some of the stuff we do with our, with the places we go, you know, is, we force ourselves to get into the backcountry to find those things that, you know, the Instagrammers aren't finding you. Um, going the extra mile. I just, I love it. Yeah, I like it because there's no people. You know, that's I like what I that. like about it. I don't like being around people on these hikes. That's why you got to get a big boat and get away from people. Go hike up a waterfall or something. Yeah, everybody's got a boat nowadays, though, too. That's true. Really, with those kayaks, man. COVID kayaks. Yeah. Yeah. 
thank you wanderers for checking us out uh make sure that you are hitting that like button that subscribe button leaving us a review on the itunes on the spotify's or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today uh we really appreciate it any kind of feedback uh we love it uh make sure to check out the youtube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices but uh, hit the like and subscribe button there, too, to see all of the fun Wandering Way stuff. Yeah, on the YouTube, too, make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag in the Linktree bio. Click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go Teespring dot com slash wandering ways you'll find us you'll find socks you'll find shirts you'll find whatever you want to put our logo on and you can have it for sure and maybe you only like one of the wandering ways team members here and you want to check out maybe just me personally because obviously i might be the better one uh check me out reverend marcus on the instagram on the twitter i got some fun stuff there Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Rougarou. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. It really is. Um, anyways, I think it is time to do our favorite segment, everybody's favorite segment. Uh, cool shit in nature you know i think it's just your favorite segment at this point no i'm kidding <laughs> Everyone yeah, wants i have it. a different lane today um it's one we have been across before but you know you guys give me so much shit about animal attacks that today i went out of my i'm going out of my way right now to not do animal attacks <laughs> got plenty of that no, I mean, they're interesting because it's like survival of the fittest, only the fittest shall survive. Yeah, but I got a couple today, actually. Um, one of them, speaking of kayaks, kayaking in Norway. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I remember when I got this because I thought of you and I was like, this is where you gotta, we got to go to Norway and do some kayaking or something there. Dude, I'm on board. I'm, I'm down for a nice uh, Nordic adventure for sure. Oh, right. Me too. The problem is, is your schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> speaking yeah. of, speaking of, did you get the invite to New Orleans? Uh, I have to check. I don't know. <laughs> well, Mardi Gras. No, got to experience the culture. Always go to where the cultures is. True, true. But no, oh. so that was kayaking through some lakes in Norway. This one's staying with the satisfying kind of lane here. Just a nice little time lapse kind of. Uh, of the Grand uh, Tetons. Yeah, the Grand Tetons. Because, I mean, who doesn't love Grand Tetons? You know, and what really, like, the other day... I went, I went, I went to, uh, I was driving when I was driving back from Bozeman and I was like, man, I could just like hang a right right there and get down to like the Grand Tetons and go kayaking on the Grand Tetons. And I just, I didn't cause I came home and I was like, well, I'll go rafting the Bighorn instead, which was a blast, but 
damn dude now you gotta you tease me with a kayak video and then you tease me with a teton video and you're like fuck i should have done it because that would have been this weekend because next weekend i'm going down to the redwoods you know your neck of the wood kind of thing and uh the weekend after that i'll be in sealy and then it's like september and it's like do i go down there in september probably might as well huh down to the tetons yeah and kayak oh yeah that'd be pretty because it'll be fall yeah maybe see a bear or nine <laughs> yeah you never know um you know there's always a solid chance i'm jealous you're gonna be in the redwoods um i always love the redwoods i talk about the redwoods uh, probably too much um in my uh, everyday life i bring them up well i think they're underrated in a sense um because they are magnificent one but because i think that most people that experience the redwoods experience the redwood groves out of like san francisco that are close to that area and i don't think they hold the same majesty and woe as the redwoods in the northern california area because i think you get just like immense numbers yeah uh i think i think you're right um i think that's part of the reason why people don't get too excited about the redwoods the other is you know i get this all the time when i'm explaining um hyperion in uh, like specifically people are always like mark it's it's just a tree man it's it's not it's nothing it's it's just a tree (laughs) and so it, it they are trees yes you're right but you have to experience and then you'll get it and that's what, like, I'm exactly with you there because Thea's coming for the first time. And I was talking to my mom on the phone. I was like, have you ever seen them? And she's like, no. I said, okay. But you'll, like, I was like, you're my mom. You'll just be like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Like, <laughs> your, excite- your excitement's different on this trip. It's more about, like, everyone being there. Yeah. And what's funny is she doesn't listen to the podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one. Um but like my dad doesn't really get excited about much. Josh doesn't really get excited about much. But Thea, no, all three of them, right? I'm like, because Thea's like, it's just trees. She's doing that argument with me. Like, it's just trees. And I, I know those two kind of think that way. But I know when they see it, they're like, holy piss. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> it, it, it's different when you're in them, you know, because it really is. When you get into a grove and you're immersed into it, you know, and it's somewhat quiet. It's, it's something else. It's eerie. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's such a, it's such a beautiful magic. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I don't think they get it. I don't think they quite get it. And I'm really excited for that. And do you know what I also really like about where we're headed with this? What? We're headed north. We're headed north from the Redwoods today. Because we got something special if you read the title. Yeah, no, we are getting <laughs> to that point. We are yeah, getting to that point where it's another one of our beautiful wandering ways breakdowns of the Oregon coast. Or if you pronounce it wrong, the Oregon coast. Yeah, you pronounce it like that and I'll shoot you in your Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> not, not shoot you to kill. No, no, I want you to suffer. but no we are doing the oregon coast uh and if you haven't caught on 
um, from listening to the other episodes, I am a Coastie. I am a Oregon Coast, born and raised, spent 18 years of my life living there. Um, I haven't, this is the farthest I've ever lived from the ocean. So farthest I've ever lived from the Oregon coast too. Even when I was in California, it was a quicker stop to the Oregon coast than it is for me right now. (laughs) That's funny. Um, but yeah, so I thought the way we would break it down, um, is how a lot of people like to do the actual trip of the Oregon coast whether you are just driving it, whether you are, uh, or biking it, RVing it, um, any way that you choose to do it, it's really popular to bike, actually, bike packing. So uh, you just hook up your tent stuff and like it, and you bike down the whole Oregon coast. But it's uh, people start north and head south. Yeah, and we've seen some really cool shit together as well. I'm sure living on the coast, you've seen some gnarly stuff you know dude washing up on shore yeah yeah i mean for sure uh you know and if you were to do this trip um and you started north in astoria uh it's famous because it's like the end uh, well astoria is the oldest city in oregon used to be a trading post so it's got that kind of bit to it um but it is also the end of lewis and clark um, which we have talked about many times. And so if you are into that part of the history, the Lewis and Clark history, I actually would recommend hopping over the Columbia River into the Washington side to check out Cape Disappointment um, for that little bit of Lewis and Clark history. Because it is kill- called Cape Disappointment because everyone was filled with disappointment when they saw it. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, stopping at Fort Clatsop there in, um, it's a national park, so you can scratch off another national park. It's not very big, um, but it's cool to see the fort, see see the history. They got a trail from the fort to the ocean, highly recommend it. Um, it's pretty easy for most people to do that one. It is a longer-ish hike, not like crazy long, but long enough um i need to do that i i i went to that that fort when i was littler um and you know it's one of those things that it's good to go back and really check it out get a good feel for it because i don't know there's just something about the lewis and clark journey that's always been attached to me living in montana and even working at pompey's pillar you know getting attached to it that way but i love it love the journey love the adventure so it's it's definitely one to check out for sure oh nobody recommended it yeah you and matt did uh, yeah, and I mean that honestly, there's a lot to do um in that side in Astoria seaside kind of area because even in there there's Fort Stevens, which is a state park, and it's actually an old World War II base. Mm-hmm. Um I think they even said there was technically like a shot fired. Um like the one of the only, if maybe the only spot like mainland US got attacked attacked quotes um was there in uh fort stevens um how i can't remember the story because i'm not i'm not it was like they found a shell or something it was like it was like the most lame attack ever when you hear the story so it's like were we really attacked type of deal 
So no. Yeah, but I think because of the way it is, you can technically call it. That's what I think it more is. Fuck but anyways, that area in general, Fort Clatsop, there's a Pier Iredale, which is an old ship that washed up on the the uh, beach there. You can go out, walk to it. Um, super cool to go to. You can literally drive to the parking lots like right there. Um, camping's fantastic out there. Uh, I think like the largest KOA is actually out that way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, the jetty, uh, if you're into mushrooming, big mushrooming area uh, in the fall. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's Fort Clatsop, the Astoria area. You really can't go wrong. Uh, you can drive on the beach, actually on the beach in that area for a long ways. We used to do it all the time growing up um, as kids um and even in our teenage years and stuff we were out there doing shenanigans all the time uh, so i mean you can drive on the beach that's a blast um so that's for that part of the oregon coast and you kind of head south um, yeah i'd say tillamook's probably the next stop on that journey huh really yeah it's kind of the big one you'll go through some towns some smaller towns like a manzanita um, or a Garibaldi before. Um, if you're into seafood, that's a pretty good spot to like get some, buy some fresh seafood to cook yourself. That it would be in that area. Even in Tillamook, you really can't go wrong with getting, um, actually, to be fair, really anywhere on the coast, <laughs> you're, you're going to be able to find like Astoria's got a bunch, Newport's got a bunch, Brookings got a bunch, Florence got a bunch, uh, Yahats, you can get some like really anywhere. Waldport, you know, name a spot on the coast, you could probably, but uh, Garibaldi kind of there, it actually does have some pretty sweet. Um, I've seen that area actually filmed on like travel shows oh. for seafood. So um, that's why I would maybe recommend getting some seafood to cook up yourself in that area. Nice. But, oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Cause I know a lot of people do that on trips. They're like, yeah. Oh, this is fresh. Get it fresh here. You know? Yeah, no, I like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, a lot of people probably stop there at Tillamook. There's a, there's a cedar tree, a thousand-year-old cedar tree just north of Tillamook there. That's really cool. I got to stop at. Yeah. Um, it can't go wrong with going to the uh, cheese factory, Tillamook no. Cheese Factory. And then they have the smoked meats outlet right behind it. Yeah. It's really, it's turkey a sticks. nice little stop, nice little lunch stop. And it's a cool cheese factory. I mean, they got ice cream. They got the whole gambit, you know, lunch even. I think we had lunch there. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good little nice. good little spot. Tillamook's got a lot. Um, it's not, it doesn't have the best hiking, if that's what you're looking for. So it's kind of one to make your midday travel stop um, as you're going from like a point to a point. Well, I think that next point would probably be Lincoln City, yeah. Huh? Uh, for the like nature-esque part of things 100% Lincoln City because uh, you got like Devil's Punch Bowl um, there's some cool waterfalls in that area too um, that's when you start to get some more camping and stuff is going to be in like Lincoln City area you can drive on the beach there yeah you you can it but it like it's, it's small. not as it's not like driving on the beach like 
up in Astoria where it's like you pretty much just drive on the beach and you're in a little spot right there. Um, whereas like up Astoria, Warrington Seaside, like you can actually like literally um, from the little town of Gearheart, you can drive all the way up, I believe, to the pier to Iredale. Oh, wow. Which is a good like, that's oh, a good like probably 15 miles. Oh, cool. That'd be yeah. fun to do in the Jeep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen car commercials where they have, like, you'll see, and I'm like, I know that beach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so then that Lincoln City, you know, um, anywhere on the coast, you're also going to find Moe's, which is the clam chowder spot. I recommend it if, I recommend it if you're not a chowder, like, snob, because it's solid chowder and, like, Honestly, when you're on the Oregon coast, I feel like you have to get chowder. Fuck, dude, it's the it's the weather. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it probably is. But I mean, I feel like you have to get chowder when you're on the coast. That's what I do. It's my homesick meal. I go to the coast, put my feet in the sand, and get some chowder. <laughs> and listen to the, ah, ah, <laughs> the seagulls. seagulls all day. Yep. Love me some seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, oh. I hate seagulls. We used to feed them Alka-Seltzer. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. He's opening up a chapter of a book today, huh? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we were pretty messed up as kids. <laughs> <laughs> you had to learn one way or another, huh? Yeah, right. Well, there's so many seagulls, and half the time they just eat McDonald's. They're so an invasive species. Let's be real. I don't think they're invasive, but they sure sometimes feel like it. They own the world. I don't know about that. But anyways, Lincoln City, uh, that's another solid spot. Devil's Punch Bowl. You can get on the beach there. There are some cool waterfalls and stuff. to go. What's well, really good beaches. What's really nice about the Oregon coast is a lot of the beaches are state parks because not like 90% of, I think, the United States beaches are in Oregon, the public beaches. Oh yeah, I think like, it's a high number. Yeah, it, it, like the it is all public. And it's the uh, whole coast is public, which is awesome. You yeah. can use it. Um, so the whole road, you have campsites, pullouts, beaches, beautiful beaches too. You there's some that you can find. You know, different colored yeah. sand, different. Mm -hmm. has more of a black sand you know all that kind of cool shit i forgot to totally mention a little bit farther north was cannon beach haystack rock Everybody i know haystack rock um that's another cool little town um my favorite coffee stop is in cannon beach um it is by far the best coffee i've ever had yeah. sleepy, monk, sleepy monk coffee so if you're in Cannon Beach, make sure to check out Sleepy Monk Coffee, unless I'm there also, because you're going to make the line really long, and I just want to get my coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. But anyways, keeping on down past Lincoln City is Newport, which is kind of like the big city that people say on the coast. It really isn't that big. Um, I don't think it's much bigger than like Astoria. It's got some, like, hotel chains. Like, you got your Holiday Inn Express kind of stuff there. Yeah. 
which uh, is like kind of a good way of putting it, I think, because you got and it's a nice harbor. They got one of the nice harbors. They got the aquarium there. They well, have, that's why it's big is because they have the aquarium and then uh, NOAA, the yeah. National Oceanic um, some something is in Newport. So that's why it is big. Is well, and, of those. yeah. Coast Guard is there too. You have big Coast Guard Center, big the big ships park there. I mean, we got we got Coast Guard in Astoria too. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, Coast Guard. Find a body of water, you'll find Coast Guard. <laughs> and then uh, the Oregon State Hatfield Marine Center is there. That's a free museum to check out and show what you what Oregon State's doing. Yeah, actually, that's huge um, for stuff for Oregon State's all out in Newport uh, because I mean it's only an hour and a half from Corvallis. Yeah, and you have your Quinnipiac Head, uh, the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, so Newport's Newport's a great stop. Um, that's where the original Moses. So maybe go check out the OG Moses. It's in the old historic downtown, which is kind of like in the bay, the harbor there itself, um, which is a cool stop. You can go see some sea lions. Um, then head over to the aquarium. We used to go to the aquarium and when they had Keiko. Um, which was an orca whale. If anyone, I probably seriously dated myself in age um, by mentioning name dropping Keiko. Or if you've seen the movie Free Willy, again, an old age name drop, but the whale in uh, Free Willy, that was Keiko. Um, and that was filmed in Astoria. So that's a little Oregon bit there for you. I knew that. Yeah. But that's Newport. You really, it's a good spot. Um, to go and check out and then as you keep heading south from Newport uh, you'll hit Waldport like Yahats and then you'll get to like Florence um, and along this stretch one of the more underrated things on the coast I think personally is Cape Perpetua um, I've talked about this before uh, it's where Thor's Well is which Thor's Well is super cool um, it's worth the stop. I actually would maybe, if you're doing the Oregon coast, I would almost call it a must stop because um, it is that cool of a stop. And it's not a long, or you can make it longer. You can make a little hike out of it. Um, there's camping right there by it. Um, so it's really, and there's other stuff other than just Thor's Well. There's like Devil's um, Churn. Um, it's essentially a lot of rock um, just in this one spot. So it's super, super, super cool to go and check out um, in that spot, in that area, um, Cape Perpetua. I've only ever really done it, I think, twice. Both times, fantastic. I would uh, do it again and again and again if I'm there. Yeah, I, I haven't spent much time actually from Newport to Florence is the part, only part of the Oregon coast I haven't done, um, just based on how I was going inland. Um, but from what I know is there's good dunes down there too. You could take your, your four by fours and go duning uh, down on the beach, which people are into, um, yeah, which that's is fun. Huge actually in Florence, the Oregon dunes. Um, yeah, that's actually like a big thing out there. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, it's it, I saw a lot of jacked up jeeps and trucks and stuff when I was down in that area. You know, when I would I cut through Florence, um, 
But yeah, I mean, that whole coast is so much, so much to do, so much stuff. All those little towns have little shops, you know, they're, they're designed for tourists for sure. Um, so go in and check them out. Take a fishing charter in one of the towns. Depot Bay, Oregon has really good fishing charters. Yep. Uh, depending on the time of year, you know, you might be able to see some whales off the coast. There's a bunch of pullouts. Uh, Neocani, which is a little bit farther north, there's a pull out um i actually know when the whales are coming through they will post people out at these stops that are like will tell you if there's a whale there or like help spot and stuff uh, oh wow yeah it's pretty cool when you when you run into them they're like yeah there's a whale over here um well what you need to do is run into one and get get them on the podcast to talk about what they do with the whales oh yeah that'd be kind of cool that'd be uh yeah. We get someone on talk whales. I'd love to talk whales. Well, get them on. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to just drive up the coast when the whales are coming through. <laughs> Honestly, though. Oh yeah, actually, I think it's about this time of year. Um, yeah, it's about when the crow flies out the moonlight garden through the rosebush fence. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, some you know, <laughs> we had a couple years you'd see whales in the river. That's what you were saying, yeah. Which was nuts <laughs> to see him like in the river there in Astoria. Astoria is like in away from the coast more. It's like in this little like the river there, and then you see it right there from the Astor like bridge. You're like, ah, I don't think you're supposed to be this far up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like what do you do in that case? Do you just kind of let him be? Oh yeah, they do. I mean, he finds his way out. He, oh. he knew it was the theory is that that's where the food was. Oh, just following the food. Yeah, that's the theory. I mean, I don't really know. Um, I mean, whales are cool. They got they got something going on. Oh, whales are super cool. They scheming. They really are scheming. They're scheming. <laughs> um, but yeah, then when you get farther past Florence, uh, you're gonna get into like a Coos Bay, a North Bend. Uh, you're going to get to Bandon, which is famous for golf. Um, if you are a golfer, Bandon Dunes, you cannot go wrong there. Uh, but Bandon areas uh, in Coos Bay, North Bend, there's some cool stuff out there. Um, again, it's a little, Coos Bay is a little bit more in uh, like a bay there. That's why it's Coos Bay. And they're pretty big shipping and logging i've noticed when i was down there which is it's kind of cool it's an old town how it was built designed around the trade for sure oh for sure it's, it's yeah. really big into that um yeah logging's real big in that just the way the yards and the sh the shipping yards and logging yards are set up in that town and the way the train runs through it's kind of cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then i mean from there you get to brookings you know you'll get out get to brookings brookings another fantastic coast town um of southern oregon that's probably the coast town um everyone says when they're going to the coast it seems to be brookings is the place that they go to um when they go to the coast down here um and then since you're you're down there and brookings is so close uh just hop down to crescent city in california and check out the redwoods because you're there <laughs> Well, and what's nice about Crescent City is it's it's a nice taste of it still feels like Oregon, 
Um, but it gives you a taste of California too at the same time. Yeah. Crescent Um, city has that Oregon coast vibe. Very strong actually. (laughs) But then when you get out to the beaches, you get the Cali beaches vibe. It's crazy. Um, I love it. I mean, it's a cool little town. Gold beach is also really cool down there. And beach is fantastic. Southern Oregon. Um, there's a, there's little hike out. Uh, there was a battle that was fought there with the native tribes. Matt always points out when we go through there. And uh, you can walk out onto the rock. Um, there's really cool rock. And there's tons of rock formations off the coast that you can hike and do. Me, you, and Tyler did it on our big trip out there. Um, it's just fun. Just It's a beautiful coast. It's relaxing. I say best time of year to do it is July, August, just because it's beautiful. It's the best weather window you're going to have. It is. Um, the blackberries are getting ripe, and they're wild. So Yeah, yeah if you can go um july august or september um those are the best months to do it um you know and also what's nice about the coast is because it will be hot as hell everywhere else but the coast will be nice it won't be hot at all um you know you'll probably even a lot of people will say it's too cold um to be there in that time of year because you want it to be hot hot and the coast isn't really like that you'll have hot days for sure but they aren't strung together very often well isn't it didn't you say you sell more sweatshirts in the summer than you do the winter over there (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that and you can always tell someone is not from seaside because they're wearing seaside oregon clothing yeah right yeah (laughs) Because no one from Seaside wears Seaside gear. <laughs> yeah, because you get the lifeguard one. Yeah, it's there's the lifeguard like or there's just like this generic Seaside Oregon. They make sweatpants. I see the sweatpants all the time that just say Seaside Oregon running down it. They sell, man. They do, because what happens is you get coming from Portland where it was hot. You're like, the beach, it's going to be nice. I'm going to wear a nice tank top i'm gonna wear short shorts or shorts i'm gonna go out on the beach you having a good time and then about 6 p.m the temp starts to really drop and you're like and the wind picks up you're like dang this shit is cold and i didn't bring a jacket exactly um but yeah and then if you're looking for like events and stuff the oregon coast has it all the time my favorite weekend is in august um actually it might be might be this weekend or it was last weekend um as we're filming the or recording this in august uh but it's the sand volleyball tournament that's always big one hood to coast that's always a fun uh big weekend uh they have sand soccer tournaments i mean they got all sorts of stuff you can really make your trip on the oregon coast a lot of fun uh, you can see a lot, you can do a lot, whether it's super nature oriented or not super oriented at all. Um, I think you can really enjoy your time on the Oregon coast. Um, and that's someone who's lived their life there. No, that's good. I mean, you know, you know, Oregon, I know Montana, and those are two pretty crazy states to know the back country too, and the ins and the outs of. So I, I really like that. Um, it, it just adds to the flair, you know, it, it helps us wander everywhere. You know, we go, 
down to the southwest, down up to the northeast, down to the southeast. We got it, man. We like to travel, wander, check it out, and live with it, you know? It does, 100%. But we are going to wander on into our final words, because I'm going to be the guy that mentions, that cuts us off and brings us to our final words today, because we are getting to our time. But anyways, so final words, my guy. You know, I think we got to stick to some of the old words we always talk about, but it's just get out and go, you know, find your adventure, go find your place, what you want to do. You know, this last week I went fishing and I got the opportunity to go fishing again the next day. And I was like, sure, like six more hours out in the sun. Why not? You know, um, it's hot, but prepare yourself, be prepared when you do it, you know, be smart about it. That's what I was. I had a great time out on the lake and uh, just force yourself to get out. Sometimes you're like, ah, it'd be nice just to lay here in this AC, but at the end of the day, you know, you're passed out and your dreams are good dreams because you had a crazy good day, you know? So just got to keep it going. Facts. That's it, man. That's facts, it. facts, facts. I love it. Um, anyways, reverence, final words of wisdom, uh, stay beautiful, everybody. Can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of our wanderers listening. Thank you all for listening so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, I've been on a lot of people lately about this, so I'm going to keep it up. Uh, get your sleep, everybody. Get your sleep. I don't care who you are. Don't ever, you got to get seven to nine hours of sleep. It's super important. It will help you out. And there is no such thing as like, you can sleep when you're dead. That's crazy talk. And don't sit, don't sit here and tell me, Mark, I can survive off five hours of sleep. No, you can't. There's like a 0.7% of the population of the world can do that. You're not that person. Um, so make sure you're getting your sleep. If you get your full hours of sleep, you'll feel so much better. You'll be more productive. You'll be healthier and everything in your life will be better. Sleep is key. If you don't snooze, you lose. That I'm that person. Dead. No, you're not that person. You're not that person. You are not that person. <laughs> that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.